So welcome to the Athlete Mentor Podcast. Thank you for joining us again. Today we have Cicely Porter. Um, she is from Rensselaer, Indiana and is a collegiate soccer player. And I'm going to be talking to her uh, about her transition through sports, uh, injury, you know, the journey from, from a small town to college athletics, something that I know as well. Um, so Cicely, just thank you uh, for joining me today. And how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here and I'm great. Awesome. Well, so go ahead and just uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell our viewers a little bit more about your background and, and your story. So I'm from Rensselaer, Indiana, small town about an hour and a half between Indy and Chicago. Uh, Chandler's also from there, so you probably talked about it before. Yep. Um, I've been playing soccer since I remember. Um, I really fell in love with the game after my first like in-house tournament at St. Joseph's College, and that's when I decided that I want to play soccer in college. So I started taking it really serious in middle school, playing on club teams, and um, because our town was so small, I only had like guy teams to play on, so usually I was the only girl in middle school. So up until eighth grade, I started playing club and I have to make like an hour drive just to play on a club team. So that was different. And uh, in high school, I was really excited about playing in college. I was going to go to IUPUI and I ended up tearing my ACL um, my junior year, third game into the season. And I really wanted to beat the school record. School record was, um, I believe, 43 goals. And after sophomore year, I was sitting at 25. So third game into the, my junior year, I tore my ACL, worked my butt off to get back for senior, and then a week before the first game, I tore my other ACL. So about a year apart, I tore both my ACLs, and I got my scholarship taken away, and I was just very lost, didn't know where to go. But I really fell out of love with the sport, hated the sport for a while, but... I was a long journey, and I'm still playing today, and I, I love soccer. Well, that's awesome, uh, especially the last part of that is that you're still playing today. That's, uh, that's really the most important part. I also know what it's like. Uh, I was a sophomore uh, when I got injured and was out for the re remainder of my season. Obviously, sophomore year is really important for soccer to, to get looks and, and get recruited. So. Um, that was really tough and it was a, a long recovery, so I definitely understand you there. Um, and also, yeah, like I'm, I'm from Rensselaer, so I get where, where you came from and understand uh, kind of the struggle of having to travel, you know, an hour just to play on a club team that might not even be, you know, one of the better club teams. It's just one of them that's closest. Um, how, how would you say that that... Uh, that affected you as far as, you know, being from a small town and then having to, to commute to the club? You know, what club did you play for and, and how was that experience? So I usually travel north um, around the Maryville area. I played for three different club teams, Tigers, FC Revolution, and Millennium. Um, starting out, it was really intimidating because I didn't know anyone and all the girls kind of knew each other from schools and playing up in the region. So I'm just this girl from like a small town coming to play club, but I really got close with the girls and it really upped my level of play and I missed tournaments. They were so much fun. Yeah, definitely. I actually, I played for Revolution too. 
Um, it's an okay club. Um, it wasn't anything spectacular, and I only played one season. Um, transitioning from like middle school, and I was I was playing travel, probably similar team uh, to you. I was playing on the Pumas, and then transitioning to high school, there was there was a couple years gap where I didn't play any club, which because I couldn't really I didn't really figure out like where I should go or what I should be doing. And at the time, I actually didn't even know if I wanted to play college soccer. I still played a few other sports. Um, so I was trying to, to balance and, and figure out, kind of caught in like indecisiveness over what sport to pursue because I felt the pressure that if I wanted to play in college, I needed to choose. Um, so I don't know if you had any, any experience like that where you played other sports, but that was definitely a challenge that, that I went through in, in transition. I kind of dedicated myself to soccer, but I was at that point where I didn't know if I wanted to play soccer in college or just focus on school. And nope. going through both injuries, I was like, should I even play anymore? I don't want to get hurt again. But I ended up playing. Yeah, I mean, where, where we're from, it's not very common that people mm -hmm. go and play college sports. So really, like, I, I always say, like, where, where I'm from, like, if you played a college sport at any level, that's definitely... Um, that's definitely a solid feat. Like that's that's a pretty great goal because not that many athletes do. It's not like there's not talent or they're not good enough. There's just not that many resources, and it's it's not very it's not very common. You know, athletes did not necessarily get recruited from where we were from. Yeah, that's so true. It was really hard to reach out to. I literally had to text coaches because I didn't know what to do. And right. I feel like most schools have like a program or have like alumni that can kind of help you out. But at a smaller town like Rensselaer, we kind of have to navigate our own path. Yeah, absolutely. How was, tell me a little bit more about that recruiting process for you. A lot of athletes, they don't understand that they really have to put themselves out there. They do need to be the ones to go and contact coaches. I don't know um, why there's such a, a knowledge gap there, but there's not that many athletes that division one coaches or college coaches come to you to watch your games. And it's becoming less mm -hmm. common time because of different recruitment methods, um, social media, um, virtual highlight and content videos. Um, it's, it's changing a lot. So what'd you do? So I made a very cringy highlight video of my playing from freshman and sophomore year. And we didn't have like a school like video so I literally had my friend's mom videotape it. So I got all the footage from there and I sent that to a few coaches, but I went to like every ID camp I could. Uh, the summer after my first ACL, so about 2019, I went to six ID camps in two weeks. So that was insane. I do not recommend that because I think that's partly why I tore my other ACL. But. Um, I met so many people. I actually met like a few players that I play with now at ID camps around the area. So I went to Valpo, I went to Indiana, or I went to University of Illinois in Chicago, which that was really cool. Purdue, um, what was it? Oh, uh, Purdue Fort Wayne. So I went a far um, distance in Northern Indiana, but uh, just kind of stayed central. Yeah. There's actually um, another thing, another point to like bring up is like soccer in Indiana. Um, it's not necessarily a state known for soccer, but it is really competitive. There's a lot of um, great talent that comes from Indiana. 
but not necessarily like from where we're at. And, you know, I remember like not really knowing my, what my options were. You know, there are some small schools that you can play at. Um, but as far as like maybe good uh, D2 schools, there weren't a lot of options. There was a few. Um, but, you know, Indiana is known for like IU, like men's soccer is huge there or like Notre Dame. Um, but did, did you did you find it hard to be able to like figure out what school size you should go to, like where your competition level was and, and where you would like fit? Definitely, that was really hard for me because it was such a diverse group of girls. For example, at the Purdue camp, I was the only girl from Indiana. All the girls were from out of state, from Canada, Brazil, and I was like, wow, like this is kind of intimidating. I'm 20 minutes away. Um, but at other camps, I felt more like more of a fit because I knew some of the players and I just knew I could play with them and I proved myself at those camps. And uh, the one camp that really just blew my mind was a university in Chicago. Um, the coach texted me person personally and he was like, oh, I'm excited to see you. And I've talked to him off and on. And then I get there and there's 350 girls there. So that was just, it was a long day, a lot of girls, and I, I was exhausted. What, what school was that in Chicago? The University of Illinois in Chicago. That's, that was the one you told me about. It's a pretty nice school. Oh, amazing school. I, rec like, I recommend it for communications because they have like a great program, but it's crazy. It's huge. Gotcha. So, I, I mean, you mentioned before kind of, I think, a little bit that you – um, met some of your current teammates at uh, one of your ID camps, right? So how did you eventually end up um, at your school that you're at today? So it was a, a week before my coach texted me. I decided with myself that I would not be playing soccer again or in college. And I was like, I'm done. Like, two ACLs, that's just a sign I should quit. And then he texted me. He's like, hey, do you want to play, like, in college? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> So it kind of woke me up like, okay, you do want to play, like you're just going to have to work at it. Yeah. So um, he wanted me to come to tryouts, and I was like, I would love to, but my surgery was a week ago, so I don't think I'll make it. So I sent him my highlight video, and he actually, I think, saw me play once or twice. So he knew me enough, and he trusted me. So Awesome. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And, and like we said before, like getting to, to play – in college, like from where we're from, is definitely just, uh, I would say, is definitely a privilege um, just to have that opportunity. So really glad you have that opportunity and you're still playing today. That's amazing. Um, and obviously, we, we got connected because uh, uh, my friend Angel also uh, went to Rensselaer. He played college soccer as well at um, a community college, but then also Manchester University. He connected us. You know, we're all from the same place in Rensselaer, so... Um, that was exciting, but how did you, and, and what kind of drew you into the athlete mentor? You know, how did you get involved there, uh, and, and what excites you about the, the vision for it? So I love athlete mentor and mind power because I think mental health is such an important topic in athletics. Um, I've been through the injury, depression, and I understand, like, it's real and it's dangerous and it can really put like a toll on a person and I think it's a huge problem because we are 
seeing a spike in mental illness and athletes and anxiety and depression. And I actually started a podcast about mental health and sports or mental health, but kind of have like a topic in sports. Um, So I've really been into it. And when Angel um, asked me to join this, I was like, yes, like I'm totally in. Um, This is what I'm about. And uh, I was very excited. I mean, I was really excited when he told me that because, you know, obviously me and Angel work together um, on Mind Power and just having more people that are from where we're from um, that, like, understand that because obviously it's a unique story, too, just being from where we're from and how mental health is, is addressed. Um, and, and kind of the way that me and Angel have pursued, you know, business and helping others, I think that's a little bit more rare, too, just like it's rare for people from where we're from to play college athletics. I think it's just as rare to, you know, move across the country or, you know, start a business, those kind of things. Um, So I feel pretty excited about that and I'm really happy to have you involved um, and kind of share that that journey with us. It's it's athletes that are from where we're from that inspired me to start the Athlete Mentor to get them more resources, a better network, more opportunities. You know, we're going to be hopefully adding some some additional support besides just the mentorship you know helping athletes get access to training programs um, whether it's skill-based or just performance um, getting them coaching for you know nutrition recovery and then you know athletes that want to play in college it's great to work on their branding so helping them with that kind of stuff too just to give them a, Mm a a single place that can give them all the resources that they would need that you or i would have needed when we were in that position uh, you know, to grow. Yeah, I really wish I had something like this when I was in high school. Like that would relieve a lot of stress. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you said it. You said it perfect. You know, I, I obviously I wish I would have had a mentor um, when when I was younger and wanted to play in college. So I hope that in the future, uh, the athlete mentor can you know, change. Uh, and positively impact as many lives as possible, as many athletes' lives. So thanks for sharing your story here on the podcast today, and thanks for being a part of the Power team. Um, for anybody who is listening, um, we're going to see here if, if Cicely has any kind of last words of advice um, or knowledge for you. So my only advice would be, like, you're not alone. Like there's always people you can reach out to and uh, it's okay to take a break sometimes. I think we have a weird relationship with mental toughness in sports where we are go, 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 never quit, no pain, no gains, but it's okay to take a break and um, right. relax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, in the world of mental health, it's tough to, to perform well when you don't really have that gas pedal to press because when, when you are, you know, injured or, or, or you know, you're depressed or, or struggling with anxiety, it's tough to be able to even get started or get rolling sometimes. So um, mm-hmm. the world, the world, you know, parents, coaches, schools, they need to be more educated on that topic and be able to better support the youth because, um, you know, the youth are the next generation of leaders. And, you know, I'm 25, you know, saying this, I'm still pretty young, but um, the, the teenagers and, and the youth now um, those are our leaders of, of tomorrow. So we got to really give them the support that they deserve, the support they need to, to, to change the world. Definitely. All right. Thanks, Cicely. Um, tune in again and check out the Athlete Mentor on 
uh, Anchor. Uh, it's also live on Apple and Spotify and YouTube. Thank you. Thank you.